It could have been a rodent watching TV on our bed and it would have been okay. We were in Paris. But now, as I shifted awkwardly through the small opening and onto the little rain-dampened balcony, I didn't feel any form of whimsy or light-hearted joy at all. Even though my heart never failed to clench at the sight of the beautiful apartment buildings lining the street. Opposite me, a slightly damp black cat lazily washed himself on the balcony. The window left ajar for him whenever he was ready to return. Despite the traffic noise and the sound of a distant police siren, my mind was alarmingly quiet. My legs, which had felt like jelly, no longer shook, and although a breeze swept across me, I didn't feel cold. If anything, my cheeks felt flushed and my heart raced. Was I getting sick? Was this a normal reaction to heartbreak? I couldn't tell as I had no experience with being dumped, apart from David Kennedy ditching me in grade four for Jacinta Clark. Liam had been my first serious boyfriend, and heartbreak was new to me, so I didn't know if what I was feeling was normal. I felt like a robot. Was I completely devoid of emotion? My question was answered the moment I glanced down to the street my eyes narrowing as I saw the black Audi that was still parked at the front of the hotel. The sudden rage I felt bubbling to the surface proved I wasn't a robot. I was all right, just as furious as I'd been on the pavement, meeting those steely blue eyes boring into me through the slit of the car window. Without apology, they'd stared me down, and it had worked. Cocky bastard, I mumbled my voice causing the cat opposite to pause mid-clean and look at me with his yellow eyes. Shut up, wasn't talking to you, I said, smiling as he went back to his bath time. My humour was short-lived. Hearing voices echo off the buildings, I gripped the edge of the railing, leaning over to get a better look at the commotion below. A man in a dark navy suit strode out of the hotel entrance. He seemed determined purposeful and intent on ignoring the struggling doorman who ran after him with an umbrella in a bid to keep him dry. The man ignored him, clicking the button and walking towards his... black Audi. He was talking on his phone, loud and robust as he argued with someone on the other end. He seemed passionate and manic, his free hand gesturing animatedly before turning to aggressively wave and dismiss the doorman, who backed away with what looked like a thousand apologies. The suit, whose face I couldn't see from this angle, opened his car door, ended his conversation abruptly and threw his phone inside. What an arrogant bastard. I'd seen it in his eyes, now I'd heard it in his voice and watched it in his stride. I almost wished that he would look up now, willed him to do so, so I could give him the finger this time, send him a screw-you-buddy scowl. The thought of doing such a thing almost made me feel giddy, but of course thinking and doing are two different things, and just as I stared down at him with a knowing look on my face, the last thing I actually expected to happen, happened. He looked up. I didn't give him the finger. Instead, I yelped and stepped back so fast I tripped on the lip of the door and went hurtling through the narrow opening, crashing rather mercifully onto the bed, before slipping onto the floor and collecting the side table on the way, pulling the curtain down with me, the rod narrowly missing my head. I groaned, feeling the sting of carpet burn and a healthy dose of humiliation as I sat on the floor, 
the sheer fabric of the curtain draped over me like Mother Teresa. Sacra fucking blur, I said, half laugh, half sob. Yeah, I showed him all right, I thought gingerly, and picked myself up using the mattress as support. I hadn't even gotten a chance to really look at his face. All I remembered was meeting those same steely blue eyes and panicking. I heard the loud engine of his car speeding down the narrow road, probably taking out women and children along the way without a care in the world. Men like that belonged on an island, an island that should be set on fire. I got to my feet, pulling back my curtain veil and rubbing my arm, wincing at the bruises that were sure to come. I sighed, glancing out the window. The cat was gone. It had probably been spooked by the unco tourist flailing about and disturbing the peace, just as mine was suddenly disturbed by a knock at the door.